Welcome to Two Minute Practice. Here, the hosts of the Lean Into Art podcasts explore and encourage you to join us in trying all kinds of different creative activities that help us practice things related to making our art, exploring, growing in our business practice, and even trying things for a healthy lifestyle. Every episode, we talk about what we practiced recently, things we saw in the community, and then we highlight a new thing, an idea for you to try to practice. I'm Jersey Drozd, cartoonist and teaching artist. I'm Rob Stenzinger, UX designer, coach, and interactive maker. Two minutes is a findable amount of time to try things. Let's see what we can learn and make when we make it easy to try. How's it going, Jersey? Uh, it is... Okay, this practice connected me with, and I anticipated this, and I was not disappointed. It connected me with some very, um, I would say, some darkness, uh, unexpectedly. Well, I mean, expectedly and unexpectedly. Hello, darkness, my Hello. old friend. Yeah. Two-minute practicing again. Yeah. So what was the practice this time that connected me with darkness, Rob? <laughs> Oddly enough, it was... <laughs> Um, it was all about coming up with encouraging, um, things. Um, and it could have been just like, like how you characterize it was like passionate words. When you look at the bigness of the world and situations, the universe, anything that comes out as a brainstorm of this kind of insight and encouragement of, of, of like something you would look at that somehow feeds you with like, oh yeah, I, I, I believe a little harder. I'm going to, I don't know, I get more excited, try, pick myself up, keep yeah. going. Yeah. What happened? Like the dark, that, that doesn't sound like keep going to me. It is and it isn't. Uh, well, I mean, okay. okay, for me it is, but I, I understand how if somebody, and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about even sharing them <laughs> on screen because I know if somebody found these notes, they'd be like, are you okay? You know, like it, it feels like a little bit like I've got a little bit of a goth uh, journal going on in front of me. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to start with yours. Um, okay. And then maybe we can talk about mine. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's a bit of vulnerability modeling going on here for sure. <laughs> All right. So I did mine on my whiteboard and I did my normal thing where... I I've, I now have that uh, Siri action where if I sit, do the, you know, hey, Siri, two-minute practice, all of a sudden my, my, um, my spoken facilitation timer kicks in and, you know, it's really convenient. Um, but here I go. Yeah, I don't know. I think I had some similar feelings as you, Jersey, with, with um, encouragement is a, is, is, I mean, it, it, it's really good. It, it's like the, you're walking along and just you, you encounter, um, you know, well-met positive feeling. And, and it's like, someone's like, Hey, I believe in you or, Hey, I, 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 and whatever that is, a lot of times I'll see folks on Twitter that um, there's a few folks I follow that once in a while will, for whatever reason in their day say, Hey, um, I'm going to do pep talks send me a tweet and I'll give you a pep talk kind of thing. And and mm. that's kind of how I tried to do this for myself, but it just sort of came out however it came out. And it certainly isn't like practiced where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be tweeting a ton of this stuff, but well, let's see. So I first wrote the, you know, okay. Two minute practice encouragement brainstorm. 
Um, and I'm like, what am I about to write? So I wrote down, why am I, why are, why stuck might be a reason to be encouraged. Um, you're, you're, you're encountering friction or big feelings. Um, it could be internal or external stuckness. Somehow that's the implication of, of needing encouragement for me. And so then I, I was like, I know you got this, uh, let your natural self be, and you are enough. Um, the spirit and passion in you will take you far. It's, it, it's okay to be stuck. Keep moving. Uh, remember your intention, let it stoke into a fire in your heart. <laughs> uh, I should have my guitar on right now. Um, <laughs> It's like you're writing a Stan Bush song right in front of me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to feel that a little bit. But um, then I was like, well, Jersey was like, oh, this is my next one. Um, I'm not going to, I don't have to share all these in like nitty gritty detail. I'm literally just randomly picking the you know, stuff in the, I'm just picking it and sharing. So, okay. Um, can I, can I do a better universe observation? Look at the bigness, whatever. So I, I this is what I wrote uh, for that, starting that two-minute practice. You're a speck of infinite, amazing possibility in this big universe. Mm. You are valid and reasonable to feel as you do. Um, keep going gently and new possibilities will emerge. Um, up for a challenge? <laughs> oh my God, what did I write? What if you looked at this roadblock as a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That's fun. That's changeable. Well, there we go. No, I can't read my own writing. Up for a challenge. What if you looked at this roadblock as changeable? Okay. Mm. That's not as bad as my first reading. <laughs> uh, I'll go do a couple more. I love your voice and choices. It's in you. Be you. Uh, here I come, Instagram. Um <laughs> Reach for insight. Questions lead to somewhere worthwhile. Um, this literally, like, so this was this was a session. This was a session. This was a session, and then this last one was a session. So I did, uh, I did like what four or five sessions. Um, it is. It's okay for it to be tough, and feel stuck. Notice this. Um, so I'm I looking at have it in you. I'm looking at your yeah. sessions and I'm seeing like there's between four and five that you wrote yeah. per session. Okay. So that's roughly 30 seconds per sentence. I'm looking the sentences are not short. Probably took about yeah. about so it seems like you're like if I were to guess, you were like going through these pretty rapidly. You were like really <sighs> truly brainstorming and not like, I was letting it fly out of me like, yeah. as fast as I could. Okay. And doubting myself every single second. <laughs> So I, I think like the difference between us, I did, I did fewer. I did, uh, I think I did like three sessions and, but I had fewer, uh, pieces of output as a result. And I think my inner critic was more, had more, um, authority in the room when I was doing mine. Um, so, and, and I think what I was trying to, I think my inner critic was, um, trying to drive me away from blanket, uh, I don't want to call it blanket statements that fall in lines of, I believe in you, you matter, you're valid. And even though 
Um, I feel like that's something I could use to hear more from myself <laughs> in my life. I think what I went to, and this is when I was talking about the, like the darkness, is that I think I went to a lot of statements uh, involving, like I, I walked into it thinking, when do we need encouragement? We need encouragement when we're stuck. We need encouragement when we feel lost. We need encouragement when we feel fear. And I asked myself, yeah, you got some on there to that extent. Which one did you point to just now? Oh, no. I mean, it's, I, I was like, how wild did that hit you? Like, as you were about to start this practice, we're like, wait a minute, why do I need to do encouragement? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that basically I did the same thing, similar-ish, not exactly what you described, but, um, but like the idea of, um, like encouragement doesn't seem natural. Like when does encouragement seem natural? That's one way to ask that where it's like, if I'm, um, just doing a thing that it, that isn't requiring me to, to reach down or address negative feelings in any way, it would feel a little weird to be encouraged. Yep. You know, yep. Like, um, way to click that website button. Woo. You know, no, I'm good. But like, maybe, um, yeah. In the right context, that could have been, that could be good. Right. Where it's well, like, oh, I'm clicking the website button for the, um, a grant application. That is this thing I've been looking forward to and means so much to me, whatever, you know, so I could imagine a context of that working out, but. I, I, I think that's right. And I think that that's probably where you and I have like an, uh, a reflex to operate. But then I think about friends in my life who I have friends who are like really active in expressing gratitude. Like they make it a practice to express gratitude on a regular basis. And they, when you're in their presence, they're going to let you know how grateful they are for you for whatever you did. And it's not false. It's not phony. It's not an affect. They're doing it as a way to connect themselves with the emotion of gratitude to have a richer experience of living. But it can come across to somebody who maybe is less in contact with that emotion as, yeah, why did you thank me for showing up? You know, I showed up. That's what you do. Right. Like I remember, especially in my younger days, um, I worked at a company where I was there for like, I don't know, a few months and I was a graphic designer and they made me employee of the month. And I'm like, and they're, and they're thanking me profusely for all this work that I did. I'm like, look, I just did my job. Like I, you don't get a trophy for doing your job. Do you, you know, like, and that's me like sloughing off this idea of like, come on. It's like, I, I don't know what to do with that kind of encouragement, you know? Can't you see? I've got a I've got an orange cone with a sign on it says, you know, um, <laughs> danger Taoist in this cubicle. Right, right. Uh, yeah, they, they, not only Taoist, but maybe some baggage regarding a sense of self worth going on there too. <laughs> maybe one turned yeah. to Taoism because it, it sounded like it was very harmonious with this idea of like you do not celebrate yourself, buddy. Okay, I won't. <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> so you're like, hey, you know what? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, um, yeah. so anyway, I, I, I don't like. I want to address your like that little joke you made about like, oh, here Instagram, here I come. Like, cause like I get it. Like that kind of stuff can feel. And we talked about this in, in in some recent episodes. It can feel very trite to package up a statement of you know, um, oh, I don't know, you know, you are loved. Uh, live, laugh, love, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you if you are careful to contextualize it with the complexity that that points to, then it's not trite anymore. It's only trite if you just say it and don't really 
like point to any kind of like careful implementation of that idea in your life, right? Like like my friends who practice gratitude, they could just have a, like a banner in their house that says gratitude. But when I go to that house, I see that that banner. I'm like, yeah, I know what that word means to you. It trickles all the way down to every part of your life. You're very careful. And so like when your kid does something that you want to reinforce as a positive behavior, like thank you. I really love the way you did that. Thank you for doing it that way. You know, like that's not trite. That's active. That's like, that's, that's like guiding things in your life, you know? So I don't know, I, but I get it. I get it. Cause like, it's also, I feel like this is, um, how do I put this? This is a very, like a tool that's like used in public speaking that falls along the lines of evangelical talk too. Right. And, and, and I could see why that would make us feel a little bit like uncomfortable because that kind of persuasive technique can like really quickly run along the lines of like um, propaganda, you know. Um, mm, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna say sure. this with, uh, like using methods of persuasion. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, so like, th- th- it's it's not as simple as that. But, like it, it has a power. It's worth acknowledging that power, and then it's worth asking ourselves how do we implement that that you know and you know getting comments in the chat uh chris is saying you know some statements lose their meaning when overused or overheard certainly like if anybody's ever said the you know the word like uh potato or sink or tabletop over and over and over again and suddenly like it starts to like you start to like question the spelling of the word or the word itself starts to look bizarre to you because like just saying the word like statements can have that same kind of effect anyway it's a little bit of a tangent but i just want to address this idea like I, i like what you did because i feel like this is something that it's easy for certain artists pointing here at me to look past those statements as not having much utility when what they're pointing to they're they're op- they're inviting me to think a little harder in that direction like you are a speck of possibility in an infinite universe addressing the fact that you are tiny and insignificant but also saying but that's potential and that's potential that cascades across generations if if you do your job you know mm-hmm. so anyway um but so to mine, and, and I, I, when I say darkness, what, I'm, what, I, what I found is that I kind of got obsessed, obsessed. I became very interested in the idea of that emotional space of feeling stuck or alone or afraid and really thinking about like the mysterious nature of those moments. Those, those moments usually precede a transformation of some sort, not huge transformation. I'm not exiting Monstro with Geppetto in the boat, you know, I'm, but like, we're always a little bit different after we do a thing, you know? Uh, and, and so I've recently become very enamored of this language. And maybe this comes from that podcast, this Jungian life that I've been listening to of like the darkness pointing toward potential transformation, right? Yeah. You're scared. You're in the dark. You know what happens in the dark? You encounter the, the other forces of yourself that are asking you to change. And so, yes, it is scary, but Think about what that scariness, like what what that scariness is pointing to. It's pointing towards what forces are inside you that are really like asking you to grow and be more, right? So there's a lot of language like that. Like you know, the the fear points to potential. Uh, what the what the dark wants me to be, you know, things like that. Uh, and, and, and like if you can, if you caught this. You know, without actually That's beautiful. Keep going. No, <laughs> stop the disclaimer train. Stop well, it. I, well, I'm just saying, like, if, if you found this in my notebook, it didn't have that context. You'd be like, "What are you? What are you trying to do? Uh, write, write, write a cure album?" Um, what the darkness? Oh, what the I, darkness wants me to be? You know, is that a bad thing? I guess right? not. I guess not. Um, 
you know, and I, I had some, I had some like more generally speaking, like, like pointing to the verbs of what I do, you know, supporting, lifting up, letting them know, know that they're seen, you know, things like that, that like pointing to, that's what you're doing all the time. Don't forget that. But, um, the gentle guide is not the gentle guide, you know? Um, and this idea of when you're ready for the change, it's gentle, but when you're not ready for the change, it's terrible, you know? Uh, and reminding myself that like that, that change is something that I should, I should walk into that darkness and embrace it. Cause that darkness is me and to like ignore it or to push it away. I mean, I was just listening to the latest, this young in life and they're talking about how the Titans in Greek mythology are like the, um, unexamined sort of animalistic impulses in us and Zeus and the, and the Olympians are the ordering forces of the ego. And that there's a constant clash between those two forces. Right. But they both matter. They're both part of Greek mythology. You know, he, do, he doesn't just wipe out the Titans and everything's great. You know, you can't, they're, they're mountains for crying out loud. You know, um, let's see. Yeah. The, the, the wood, the woods lost as part of the growth. Um, in the shadow, the forest adventurous, things like that. So, yeah. So it's a lot of like that kind of thinking about like being, being in the dark and acknowledging that last one. What? The forest adventurous. The the shadow. Oh, the shadow. Well, yeah. Yeah. The union idea of the shadow, right? Uh So the shadow is the part of, yeah, go ahead. You know what the shadow is. What is is it again? No. What what do you mean? Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) The shadow is the what? The shadow is, it's the, the part of you that you won't look at. It, I thought you were reading a, a, one of no. the um, encouragements you wrote down. Oh, oh, I just wrote the shadow and let's see what went with that. Hold on, I got all, all it's all on sticky notes. Oh. Um, because that's that's my preferred uh, method of doing these. Uh, well, I put the path, the forest adventurous, and the shadow, right? Um, and that goes like, I'm also enamored of the Arthurian myth of like, they don't, they don't go where there's a path. Like that it's, there's something, uh, unheroic about going where there's a path because where there's a path, somebody else made that path. You got to find your path. You go where, where it's darkest and where there is no path or way. And in that, in that path is usually the questing beast or some kind of shadow creature. And that shadow creature is something that's, that's an unexamined part of you that's asking you to change. And you got to contend with that. And that fear you're feeling is natural and it's right. And you're going to, you will be terrified when you contend with it, but you're going to be so glad you did it. Um, that was the kind of encouragement I kept going to when I was writing these words. So, but again, I know that um, without that context, it would be, it'd be, it doesn't read like your traditional self-help book. Um, and yeah. Good. No, there. I think you delivered on your your. You hinted at a, a, a sort of poetry when you wrote. You 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 somehow knew that the, that this is an exercise to state big things in it um, in an impressionistic way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I'm just thinking. Yeah, should do a little more pausing when you're reading them because they're pretty they're, they're interesting poetry <laughs> well yeah like the one that you responded to right away was uh uh letting oh no that was letting them know scene what was that first one that you got excited about oh what the dark what the dark wants me to be right 
and that that mysterious voice in the darkness. And when I, I don't mean darkness is in like d- dark emotions. I mean darkness is in mystery. Darkness is unseen. Darkness is unexamined. It's unformed. It's the chaos that brings forth order. Uh, in all the creation myths, there's like this chaotic force, and the chaotic force is the verb, and the order is the noun, right? <clears throat> so I don't think of the darkness as something like Darth Vader. I think of the darkness as this mysteriousness, this thing that I don't have full contact with, but is part of me. Um, and it, and it's doing just as much work. It's where our dreams do their thing, right? It's like this. So anyway, that's where my encouragements all went is that stuff. Um, I guess I feel like a little bit insecure, not insecure. I feel vulnerable sharing it because this is the kind of stuff that when I'm in mixed company and I get into these Jags, if I'm not around the right people, people get weirded out. You know, like I, I will tell this story on an extra lean someday, but there was this moment where I was in the grocery store and I was in the, the vegetable section. I was standing in front of cabbages and I was listening to some audio that I won't say what it is right now, but it, it led me to one of those moments where I was really thinking about that, the kind of encouragement, these kinds of encouragements. And I started ugly crying in the grocery store, like to the point where other people in the grocery store were like, is he okay? And I tell this story to certain friends and like, oh, I know that moment. Oh, good for you. You know? <laughs> and then I have other friends that tell the story too. And like, are, are you all right? Are you all right? What do I do? I need to call somebody? Do you want me to come over? <laughs> are you okay? Like, no, I'm, it was a, it was a good, ugly crying. It was the ugly crying of transformation and realization. And, you know, and, and it came out of that contact with that dark, that dark place. So <clears throat> that's a beautiful thing. And, and I, and I, I hope that, um, well, I mean, well, I I feel reasonably confident that this is a good place for for what you shared about that story, and I know for sure extra lean is a totally great place for that. Yeah, because um, it's it's a little extra private, little extra, um, you know, con- shared context of that that thing we create where we go a little more vulnerable than, mm-hmm. than on the show. I mean, we we both do our best to try to be vulnerable as two service minded people can be, um, but you know, there's always the service. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that. So that's, so uh, I, I wonder, is there a meta way to tie this into like the practice? Like what did, what did we experience in, in the practice to this? I, I certainly experienced like articulating thoughts that I have about my personal growth that I find challenging to talk about in like, like among people. Well, it's like any kind of writing prompt. Where you go in the void is 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 something that that is that uh, the prompt is there to sort of just to to spark and to to initiate, and then you carry it through and wherever you carry it, and it's like in trusting yourself, your creative voice, the process of getting it out, and all that. That's, I mean, that's the practice, but then in the, under the theme of encouragement, it's really, um, it's really, um, I don't know if it was super hidden, but, but it, it sort of gently hides, um, something that we, we deal with in the creative process as people who, who make things and whatnot, which is our, our self-talk, like what voices are in our head, where do they participate? What, what is recognized as encouragement? What's allowed? What are your habits with this stuff? And so 
we you know opened a potentially innocent seeming door by inviting this practice that have that can go all kinds of different places for me i uh it went more stan bush than i expected and and honestly i'm okay with that but it still feels weird <clears throat> to say that really um you know finding finding space for intensely positive things that make you want to jam out on a guitar is like is that worthwhile or should i just get back to work and that kind of thing it's like so um like what am i reminding myself of here what did i dig into and discover and that's what i was hoping to take out of the practice mm. and and it's i don't think i discovered much other than oh 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 no, this is deeper than I thought. And now what? <laughs> because encouragement is a great idea. We all need. So yeah. if you can, can give it to yourself, that's a better, I think you have a better foothold to be able, as far as being able to give it to others. And I think to like, we all need to reframe and, and re-engage and connect and, 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 and deal with, you know, stuff that comes to mind when you're navigating a creative process. Um, but of course in other parts of life too. So mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I'm reminded of, um, um, oh, what was the demons project? Um, Lucy Bellwood. Mm -hmm. When she mm -hmm. did her yeah. hundred, hundred, demon, hundred demon, demon dialogues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, you know, a cool example of, you know, someone putting that a visualization in, in, you know, Lucy's story for how those voices appear to her and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Really cool project. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me of that kind of thing. How about you? Like, what do you, what do you think of this? Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's also, it's, it's cool that there's like at least two of us mapping these different sort of countries of what, um, encouragement can look like. Right. So like, I feel like yours was King Theoden, like getting the writers of Rohan ready to go, you know, murder a bunch of orcs. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the movie, King Theoden is um, when he's yelling, bring it down about the elephant. Yeah. I want, I want to pick up my guitar when he's doing it. I just, the way he's just so metal. <laughs> he totally uh, is. Yeah. The writers of Rohan are pretty damn metal. And, and yeah. And I, and I think like I, going to, you know, conversations I had with um, my friends, Zach Gialongo of Ben Hackey is like this idea. They, they talk every once in a while, this playful way of like what, kind of D, D character you would be based on your your disposition and and like they always come back at me like i'd be some kind of cleric paladin right it's like i i want to fight but i want to do it in this like very like spiritual thoughtful way you know you would be straight on barbarian with barbarian who knows who knows how to rock out right the barbarian who knows how to write like the poetry that gets everybody want to like crush some some orc skulls um so yeah that's fair <laughs> i feel seen I've seen this is fine, <laughs> but no, I I think that that that's that's another part of the, the practices takeaway is like in it's it's a way for us to all explore like the sort of like the the spot of land we're standing on when it comes to what does encouragement mean to show that it can have more nuance and more inflection and more um, expression. Um, it's you can't put that on an Instagram post, unfortunately, that that subtlety, but it's worth exploring occasionally to re reconnect with what encouragement means so that we don't get 
cynical about it. Um, I think I think that cynicism can partially be from being overtired of, of the idea, but that cynicism can also be a way of protecting ourselves from actually feeling something. Uh, and I think that's what I'm grateful of this time too, is that I felt like I really felt some things. They weren't always comfortable things, and they weren't things that I felt like really comfortable, like opening up my notebook in front of my other eighth grade classmates about. <laughs> but but it it, it was a, a way to like attempt to articulate what. I think encouragement looks like for me, right? Um, which might be helpful to share with friends because then when I do need to pick me up, maybe they can point at those things that I, they, I know works on me. You know, it's like, anyway. Mm, that's how interesting. That is another really useful. It's a, it's a, it's helpful to, to share. It's like in case of, in case of stuckness, emergency break, <laughs> Yes, class. I, I, I have I have one friend who like back when we could gather in place, he would say, all I need is for somebody to put their put their hand on my back and rub my back and say, I, you know, that sucks. I'm like, oh, I could do that, you know, and like and I mean it right. That sucks. And they're like, they're like, oh, thank you. OK, you know, and like and I've had conversations with friends. Where I'm like, I just need somebody to look me in the eye and listen to me and look me in the eye and say, you are not bonkers for thinking that. OK, cool. I'm done. I, I feel supported, you know? And so I think like being articulate about what we need from our friends, I think in this case, like when I'm stuck in a project, here's like uh, a list of responses you could give me. <laughs> not, not, not that, not that recipe, recipe-esque, but like a way of thinking like, this is, this is the kind of language that really like works on Jersey, like catnip, you know? And for me, it's like point to the poetic darkness and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm back in, you know? Um, <laughs> And for Rob, it's like you just need like one big and then some some language. Well, some uh, uh, oh oh, what was that band? Uh, oh, there was a Norwegian band, and it was all like barbarian music. I used to listen to in the nineties. I can't remember their name, but mm. I don't know how old is Ensiferum. I mean, there's, I don't know, I'm just totally, <laughs> I don't know, totally guessing. Um, yeah, I mean, my playlist is full of that stuff. So you got yeah. um. I mean, seriously, if you can evoke anything either visually, audibly, or spoken, where it is like the cover of Amona Marth's album *Twilight of the Thunder God*, where the where Thor is grabbing a dragon um, by the tongue, right? Was, was it Yomungundr? Right? He's grabbing Yomungundr by the tongue, and he's got his hammer back, and it may be his last swing. <sighs> Call that out, and I will get up and fight with you. We'll get stuff done. Doesn't yeah. matter. Drawing, uh, whatever. I mean, with with you together. So I'm not going to fight you. Chris has found a perfect way to encapsulate what we're talking about here is the message requires some packaging design for effective delivery. That's a great <laughs> way of saying it. That's so yeah. good. That's exactly right. We're saying the same thing, but the different packages appeal to us in different ways. That's why mm -hmm. movies have different posters, albums have different covers, products have different box art. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I am glad we did this. Uh, so much, yeah. Can, can we think about what we're going to do next? So while we were talking, I was like reviewing our past episodes and trying to figure out the pattern we've been following because we seem to have discovered like four or more buckets of like, like physical activity, something to do with sound, something to do with drawing, something to do with writing. Um, and it looks like, like recently we were doing sound and then before that we did uh, stretching and doodling characters, color palettes, and uh, drawing a line to visualize your day. 
What is standing out to you as far as those buckets go, Rob? Well, one of the things we, we promise in the intro is things related to our business. Mm. So it's been a while. So yes, like last time we, we had one that, that just didn't go well yeah. uh, because we were, you know, looking at ways to improve our presence, um, how we present products, wherever they are. Right. Mm. What if this is well, just jamming food for thought, right? Um, what if we went the inspiration route instead, right? So let's say we, what, this is a little tough because for, it would, it would have, it would, this is, it'd be a practice that would build on itself in, you know, a couple minutes at a time where first you would, you would need to gather, um, inspire, um, works that are related to the kind of things that you make, but it's not, it's not your works. It's works that other people make, but then you would pick things that inspire you about that thing those things, whatever. So you could get a list of comics or a list of video games or a list of um, furniture, what have you. And, and then like, once you have accumulate, accumulated enough, what's enough, like five to 10, three to 10, right? Um, so if, if those examples, and then what about those examples stand out to you as the um, like arresting important worthwhile, exciting, delightful thing. Like you care about it. Right. So. There so you go. in so, two weeks we would show up with so a show find it and name it a show and tell in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. A show and tell of things that inspire us and, and be able to point to one reason why the language I use in my classroom is you got to point to one thing and say, I need evidence. I, I will, just because it's not an answer, you got to point at one piece of evidence that says, this is why that thing is meaningful or why you feel what you feel about it. Yeah, All right. Boba Fett is cool. Okay, why? Because he kills everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Okay. That almost is a why. It's Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I couldn't resist. Uh, yeah, no, it's that, good. Yeah, it's Boba Fett's a classic. Uh, yeah, he's cool. Beloved. He's, <laughs> he actually but is. often just because. Yeah, yeah. He, yes, but often just because. He actually is quite cool. Just like Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe is cool. Just like mm -hmm. like name any silent and deadly character. They're always very cool. Um, <laughs> Boba Fett because helmet, yes. Yeah, uh, in the chat. That's great. All right. Uh, so, okay. I think we've got uh, something. I think this is a good one. So let's let's go ahead and in two right. weeks talk about something that is meaningful to us and inspiring to us, and that will help us collect language for potentially like like part of our business pitch for ourselves. Um, maybe. No, I love it. I, I'm mm. just now I'm starting to think about how I'm going to go about it because because <laughs> part of me was like, all right, what if I found inspirational thing, then reacted and then found it and reacted. And how would that work? How many of those practices would I ha would happen? I don't know. Cause I have a thing where like, what if I gather too much and then I don't react to them? So I better, mm. better balance it out. Mm. That's what I was just thinking. Planning nice. ahead. Thinking tactically. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jersey. So if you're ready to set aside two minutes to play along and do the practices. First, you need to pick something to practice. Then prepare a way to time yourself. And then give it a try. If you don't know what to practice, but want to try, make your first practice 
all about brainstorming the things you want to learn. And if you want more ideas, you can always go to leanintoart.com slash two, the number two, minute practice.